This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this edition of Property Jam, where we talk about all things the human side of property. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about finding property deals. Mm. Ooh. Deals. Deals. Property. Deals. deals. Area. Mm. Deals. Where to start? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you do it then? Where'd you start? How'd you do it, Matt? What'd you do? So, quite often, good deals can be found by walking past a property and going, I want that. And then going knocking the door and saying, I want that. Yeah. Really? What? Is, it, is it that easy? Joe, turn, turn your phone, phone off. off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you just cannot get the staff these days. Carry it's on. It's probably one of our many fans. It's just a deal that's come through. Sorry, guys. Just give me a second. Were we just walking past it at that time? <laughs> it's the neighbour. <laughs> Carry on. Right, so you knock on the doors. Oh, speaking of neighbours, we uh, bought a... Actually, that's I'm, my mind went to Australian soap operas then. For Why? Neighbours. Are you doing deals? What, are you buying one in Neighbours? Good eye, mate. On Ramsey Street? No, I was going to say, yeah, speaking of Neighbours, uh, we had a phone call uh, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. from the, the neighbour of one of the properties we just bought. Um, mm. And I had, I had about three or four people trying to contact me very, you know, very quickly. And uh, I got a message from the agent that sold it saying the next door neighbour has driven the car into the side of the property. What? <laughs> yes. How? What? Intentionally? No, <laughs> accidentally. Out of anger? <laughs> he doesn't want a HMO next door, Karen. I will put a Shh, car in there. tell him it's going to be an HMO yet. Oh, we didn't know. All party wall agreements will not be signed <laughs> a hundred times. What wall? It's gone. He's just driven into it. So hang on, what's the story? Why did... What? Um, the thing was, he had put his car... He was, he was working on his car and he put it into gear and then for some reason it lurched forward when he put the wheels back on the car. I don't know how cars work. But, um, you do drive, right? Yeah, I drive, but when you... I think it might have been an old car he was renovating. Anyway. He's renovating. <laughs> you don't renovate a car. You don't... Well, you... you uh, carry on. Refurbish. Refurbish. Lick <laughs> <laughs> a paint. Like, Bit of emulsion. <laughs> you can see where these guys have been working for the past four years. <laughs> yeah, so it turns out that it was only the, the, the garden wall. And the garden wall is three courses of brick high. And literally was held together by superglue because the neighbour had came out and said, oh, I superglued that down last time he knocked it over. <laughs> so this is like a thing, this wall just gets attacked on a regular basis. Sounds like it. Yeah, it's a bit weird as well because it's not exactly like in the middle of the street. It's like it like down a little alleyway nearly. That's bizarre. Yeah. So what? So actually that's probably a good thing because there's a safety issue there. So now you know about it because a guy's driven into it, you can, well, they're going to, presumably they're going to pay to get it re- Correct. Okay, fine. Yeah. Anyway, wow. Should we talk about finding Sorry, properties? Sorry, yeah, finding anyway, property. Yeah. That, that, that was somewhat irrelevant. Mm, yeah. mm, I like that. Well, that's what we're all about. So, finding property. How do we do it? How did you start? <laughs> how did it start? Yeah, we, we. I was very, very by the book when I started. It was very kind of like, there's a method to my madness. So I was very kind of like methodical. I sort did of you like, have a pipeline? Of what? Deals. A oh, deal pipeline. no. So for me, it, was, it started off with like... Uh, what kind of what I thought I wanted and where I was starting, which is buy slits. And then I sort of looked at a whole bunch of areas, probably five different areas, and then whittled it down to two, then whittled it down to one based on gut instinct and where the numbers worked. Yeah, so surely you build up to your pipeline. You don't obviously start with a pipeline. No, right? no, no, no. Um, I had to 
get a pipe in order to develop a line. <laughs> so my pipe began. Where do you get your pipe from, Joe? <laughs> <clears throat> my anyway. pipe, my pipe began in Grimsby, as I've mentioned, and that's kind of, <laughs> and that's where. It was pretty grim pipe. <laughs> and now it's well lined. <laughs> Oh my god! Please continue. So yeah, so that's where it started with 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 Bytelets in Grimsby, and so the, and so the pipe was born, and then from there my pipeline extended down the A forty six and continued on, <laughs> continued into Lincoln. But again, when I was in Lincoln, it wasn't my first choice because I weighed up six different areas first, doing exactly. Um, do you know what? I give up. I'm not even talking to you about it. So basically, you weren't that fussy. You would just go for second best. Anything just to fill that pipe. No, any pipe. I, any, I, any pipe. I, 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 I basically... Right, so I'm going to be really clear here. So my method when I started out was very theoretical. And you, it got you were really more, unclear to start with. I was very unclear yeah. to start with. because I, And I needed clarity. And I did that by being very scientific about my numbers and my strategy and all that stuff. Then when it got to doing HMOs and bigger stuff, I was a lot more intuitive. Basically, you got to the bigger stuff and you were less strategic. Exactly, cared less. <laughs> Screw it, I don't mind if I lose money, it's fine. <laughs> well, this may not come as a, sur- as a surprise, but I wasn't very strategic when I started. No, you? Yeah, I didn't really have a plan. Okay. Well, although I should have had a plan, I didn't really, because I went to a particular area in Lancashire. Yeah. Called? Called Burnley. Named. Named shamed. and shamed. Um, and my strategy uh, was to do uh, social housing. So I went in there, all guns blazing, um, but I didn't end up doing social housing, but I did buy in Burnley. So the strategy I went in with, or that I thought I was going in with, ended up being completely wrong. So your pipe looked completely different by the end of it. It looked completely different. Which is fine, and it happens. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay, so it was quite um, organic the way it happened. Yeah, I guess so. You started with one thing, it became another. Yeah, and it it definitely wasn't, the first one I bought definitely wasn't the best deal that I've ever done. It Mm. definitely wasn't something that it's worth shouting about. Mm -hmm. But I think it was, obviously I had to do that first one to get me over the line, to give me a bit of confidence, to give me the experience in doing it, and it all started from there. So how did you find your first one then? What was it? Because you started off with social housing, so what did that lead you to do? Uh, So we tried going down the social housing route, I uh, found it very difficult to get tenants to move in with all the, um, what do they call it? Um, Local benefits. Housing Authority benefits? Yeah, because they put it in, in one lump payment now rather oh, than... Oh, the um, universal, universal credit. credit. Universal credit, universal that's the credit, word, yeah. thank you. Yeah. We could tell you definitely didn't do social housing. I definitely yeah. didn't, no, because no, the first tenants we put in um, paid uh, nothing, mm. um, changed the locks... And then did a midnight flit after about four months and I had to spend about six or seven grand on the property to get it back to oh, really? a, a letable state again. Um, so I decided not to go down the social housing route after that. So you did and then you didn't. So you I actually did, started and there I and then didn't. changed yes. it. All oh, right. Okay. Mm. Ah. Interesting. But how did you find that one? Yeah. Just on Rightmove. Okay. Online. So it was a traditional kind of search and view yeah. sort of. Yeah. yeah. No, I was In the fact, same. most of the properties I've done have been traditionally searched and viewed and through an agent of so. some description, uh, estate agent, potentially a letting agent. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, question. Sorry, segue. Uh, right me for Zoopla. I know the answer to this. Well, are you asking today or are you asking for two years ago? I'm asking both. Today, Zoopla, two years ago, right move. Interesting. Agreed. Yeah? Yeah. For me, 
I still like Right Move. I still enjoy it. But I like the analytics of Zoopla. So for searching and navigating, I prefer well, you the do functionality. Know that you get more properties on Zoopla these days. No, I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's but I, th- why. I think you do find more, but there is still a lot of properties on Rightmove, so I wouldn't discount And it. on the market. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of user friendliness, I prefer Rightmove. I think it's much more easier to navigate. But in terms of data and analytics and when you're trying to get on the skin of an area, I think Zoopla is a bit better. I would agree with that. Mm. I use them both. Um, I find looking at sold prices easier to do in Rightmove. Yeah, actually, I think I house think, prices. Yeah, much I easier think. on right move. Yeah, because house prices on um, Zoopla is a bit misleading because it, it's sort of, that's quite self. They try and do the, the, the Z edit Z index. Don't that's they? right. Yeah, so it's not necessarily a sold price; it's no. an estimation that's right. based on data. It's yeah. just too much information, isn't it? Well, for me, it's it not is. accurate either. It's completely it's it's wildly just, off. It's too many numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who needs numbers, eh? Yeah. In this property game, <laughs> we're buying houses here, guys. Who needs all these numbers? You get me. Okay. But, um, yeah, the other one uh, I use quite often is Mouse Price. Oh, I love them. Do yeah. you pay the subscription fee? No. Oh, so you get the free service. <laughs> the free service, but it's great because you can see what houses sell for in the street yeah. mm-hmm. as opposed to uh, by the quarter of a mile. Yeah, it's quite good, isn't it? Though, i tell you where you used to be good for that was um, Check My Area, but that doesn't exist anymore. That's gone. That's been replaced, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. something else called Street Check. Street Check. Street check. Yeah, yeah. Street Check. Yeah. I've used okay. recently. Yeah, yeah, they're quite good. quite good. Yeah, it's quite broad brush, though, I think. Um, so, yeah. Do you use them um, on the market? Occasionally. Um, generally, by the time we've gone through Right Move and Zoopla, we found what we're going to do. Same. And then, yeah. Although I, I agree with that, I, I don't generally use it, but apparently it is. Um, you might find some deals on there twenty four hours before they hit Zoopla or other uh, search yes. engines. Oh, so it might. Where be did you hear that? Was how do you know that? That's I don't know how I know things. It's it was from an estate agent. He said that they put things on via their portal and it hits on the market first. That's how I know it was and an estate agent that told me this. Okay. And obviously yeah. Matt was listening, but you saw Matt was eavesdropping. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. he remembered the conversation. Okay. There That's good go. to know though. Yeah. And what about the other one? Is it pri- Prime? Prime location. location. Yes. Don't know anything about that. Never even been on it. Never used it. Okay. Well, there you go. So, it's all so we find enough on right move and Zoopla then basically to build our portfolio. But I think key point to note is that it's not just the same properties on each. Yeah. Some people just make an assumption they can't see it on right move, they can't see it. Yeah. But uh, I think just keeping your eyes and ears across all platforms, yeah. I, that's, that's what we've always done. Had okay. Search. Finding property is one thing, but yeah. where, where, do, where, where do we go? What, what areas are we looking in? Why, why, how do you start? What? Where, where, do you, where do you stick your pipe? Yeah, I'm struggling to find the words here right now. But yeah. <laughs> it's because he's drinking wine. Finding, um, uh, so, so finding where I'm going to look, where I'm going to put the pen in the map. Yeah. 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 Where to start? What? Mm. So you can be random, right? You could be totally random if you care less. If you kind of have an idea of where might service what it is you're looking for. Like say you do an HMO and you think, right, well, I know that, I know Guildford's got a, a university. It's also got a hospital. You might start doing that. And then it's a process of elimination from there by looking at other areas that have the same sort of thing. So you need to know what you're doing first then? Always. Like start with what, then focus on where and worry about all the funding stuff afterwards. Mm. Right, and the reason I went to uh, Warrington to start with four years ago was because it's where my parents lived, oh, yeah. and so I could leverage some free B and B. Nice. Um, whilst we uh, whilst we did some property viewings, when I started researching property, first of all, the first place that I thought of was where I, where I went to uni. Yeah, mm. that was the first place I thought about looking at. Where did you go to uni? Uh, Essex. <laughs> did you? Sorry, I've got no judgment. <laughs> I'll have you know the University of Essex is a highly reputable That's university. That's a university. There's a University of Essex. Okay. 
Well done. That's very rude, Joe. Sorry. Yes, I am. Um, oh, listen, I went to uh, Roehampton Institute. It didn't even have university status when oh, that's I started. Why do- that's why she doesn't know where the university is. <laughs> <laughs> it then evolved into university status. It became the segue. So it started off as the Roehampton Institute, then it became the University of Surrey, and then by the time I got to my PhD, it was the University of Roehampton in its own right. It took five mm. years to get there. Well. University of Surrey is a different place. Yeah, it's, it was in collaboration with Guildford. So when oh. I actually graduated from my MA, it was the University of Surrey, and then it became University of Roehampton. That was my first And that choice, would be you. very really? relevant. Mm. Yeah, Guildford, very, very nice. Yeah. yeah, right, back to it, sorry. Um, so yeah, you started off where you had an existing connection. Well, that's where I thought I started looking, yeah. Never oh. did anything there because it was obviously not... More expensive. But actually, that's the same right? for... For us, because well, I started looking at a place where I had a connection. You started looking at a place where you had a, you had a connection. So did I. And you started looking at a place where you had a connection. Because Alan's auntie was there. That's my partner's auntie in so Grimsby. I, so actually... But you guys both bought there. Yes. So you, you bought property in Warrington. Correct. You bought, bought property in Grimsby. In Grimsby. Yep. I'd bought nothing in Chelmsford. Yet. Was that because... Yes. <laughs> okay, Chelmsford, look out. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Incoming. Oh, dear. So is that... Because it was too expensive to buy compared to maybe more northern regions? Or? It was, yeah, it was out of my budget at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, uh, in order to invest in an area like that, the most logical thing to do would be to have a HMO. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have been eligible for HMO financing when you first started, at yeah. that point. I didn't have enough experience. Hmm. Um, so it made sense just to buy a little cheap and cheerful buy to that. And, and like, to be honest, I, I did mess the first one up. Uh, it took me about six months to get back on track. Yeah. Um, so had I done that with a HMO to start with, Ouch. then it would have been a lot more, more costly. Because yeah. I could the, the, the mortgage is like a hundred and something quid a month. It's not going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. A HMO mortgage would maybe be five, six hundred quid a month, which would have been much more difficult to sustain. So, plus, you couldn't have started there anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Can I just say that you like to say break the bank quite a lot? Do I? I've noticed recently. What was it? Set and forget and break the bank. Those are my Set two. And for- Could I even forgot that I said? Oh my Set god! And forget. Hands down, my favourite line. Like brilliant. Set and forget. Set and okay, slight- <laughs> that sounded racist. I don't know about you. Uh, this is my life. Oh my goodness. This is what I've signed myself up for. Set and forget. You also sounded slightly too southern. It sounded far too southern. That felt very. We can very, go back very and listen deep. to it again, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Anyway, so <laughs> we're uh, we're what were we talking about? Putting down pipes. We're setting and forgetting, and we're breaking the bank. That's mm-hmm. where that's where I got to. Yeah. No, we're not breaking the bank. Oh, we're not breaking. It the bank. It doesn't break the bank. No. What is that? Not a phrase you guys would use. No. I no. I would. I would use that, just not as frequently as now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I'd much prefer okay. to set and forget. Yeah. No. Definitely. And I think. Um, okay. So here's going back to the whole finding property thing. Did you end up, where, obviously you looked at Warrington, did you end up comparing that with anywhere else or was it just happened to work in Warrington when you first started there? Um, looking at uh, Wigan, Wigan, Warrington, so it's a very similar areas. Was it just because you like W's or? Well, no, um, I didn't only like W's because the next thing I know is in a my patch. Oh, is he? Oh, I hate the word oh, patch. Oh, you hate the word patch. I just said the word that I hit. You did. And then tell you what, let's call it a gold mine area instead. Oh. <laughs> okay, so a um, little bit of disclosure here. Before the podcast, we were like, oh, what kind of things should we be talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And one word that came up was, oh, we probably shouldn't say patch because we hate the word patch. No, and I'm now it's the forefront it. of my mind is all I can think of as patch. So the patch then. Mm-hmm. Why do you hate it so much? Why, do you, why don't you like that word? I don't know. It just sounds a bit cheesy. Hmm. Well, what else would you call it? Your investment area. Oh, that's a bit boring. formal, isn't it? Oh, it's a bit formal. Okay, so I'm boring. 
So hang on. Well, investment you know. area, six syllables. Investment My patch is one. Area. Yeah. yeah, but you sound like a twat. Do, really? Mm. Do you think patch is twatty? I'm not sure it is. I, I don't think it's. No. No? I think it's fine. Patch. Okay, so I'm being ganged up on. I okay. think the only thing with patch is it sounds like it's yours. Like it sounds like you've put a flag down and you've claimed it, or you've put your pipe down and you've claimed it, right? <laughs> well, you have. Because <laughs> I can't describe anything. I, I would say patch. Would uh, you? Yeah, no, I would. Okay. Area. But also, it does. It does have that. I suppose that limiting exclusivity. It's mine. It's mine. Therefore, maybe the abundance thinking, which I subscribe to, maybe it, it's it at odds with that. Yeah. Because actually, in some areas I invest and actually it's good to have other good investors invest in there because that exactly. helps values, yeah. mm. it helps, yeah, it attracts good tenants. Um, we could call it stomping ground. Okay, let's go stomping I quite ground. like stomping. I use stomping ground quite a lot, but stomping ground to me sounds like where you're from, like it's the area that you hail from, not necessarily where you would invest. Uh, yeah, to a certain extent or yeah. where you've spent a lot of time. So, yeah. for example, your university town would True. be your stomping ground. Your stomping ground, ground yeah. So, yeah. I'm just thinking we should probably get back on track and start, oh, yeah. talk- and, and start talking about some well, more this, deals. Well, this yeah. could be irrelevant, you never know. Yeah, true. Yeah. So in terms of... Comparing other areas. Finding, yeah. well, well, finding deals. We've looked at you know, online portals. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever bought a deal in a non-standard way? Um, truth be told, not really. I've been quite conventional actually I nearly bought one in a non-conventional way but it didn't transpire in the end um, because she got really nervous so it was a buy to let in Grimsby a pretty rough part of Grimsby actually a lady who had bought a property for cash with her partner and the plan was for that to be their nest egg for the future and then her partner who was in it was a bus driver but also in the trade sort of on the side was going to renovate it and they were going to rent it out sadly he passed away Um, so she never got the opportunity to actually um, do it and she freaked out because she didn't have the money to do it herself so she had this property that she'd bought for like £30,000 cash and no means to do it up. So I stepped in, we spent some time together, walked around it, and actually it was looking like we were going to do a lease option at one point. Um, in the end, she got in touch with the local authority and they came up with some solution between the two of them. But mm-hmm. that was probably the most off-piste I've ever gone. Um, anything, I'm not a big fan of sourcing agents, as you know. They, they scare me a bit, so that's not something I tend to use. Um, yeah. I know you guys work quite heavily with the sourcing agent now, but I, I don't. I'm not, not a fan. Well, we're, I guess we, we do work with a sourcing agent, but we're quite picky as to who we work with. Mm. So it's not just any random sourcing agent that we find mm. um, advertising on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Um, and even if they do bring us something, we're still going to do as much due, due diligence yeah. as we would do had we found it ourselves. I've just never been offered a deal from a sourcing agent and it been particularly good. Like, I've never seen anything. There was one that I was considering in uh, Cleethorpe's neighbouring seaside town to Grimsby. Mm. Looked awesome on paper. And as soon as I looked closer, I really looked at the numbers, plus identified some hidden things that hadn't been included in the package. Didn't stack at all. I think it's very difficult to make um, buy-to-lets and maybe four or five bedroom HMOs to work. Totally. Um, From from experience, from what I've seen, um, some other people may have different opinions. But I think the, the bigger stuff that we've been 
cent. So the commercial to residential With this planning gain, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we can add value yeah. that way. Um, so there's potential in going down that route. But in fact, we pay um, sourcing agents. Oh, excuse me. Have a word. Excuse me, yes. Uh, we pay sourcing agents quite a bit. Yeah. Um, because if the deal stacks and they've managed to do quite a bit of the legwork or hold that deal together, yeah. then they're, you know, they're worth their weight in gold. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so there are some agents out there that I would sing the praises of, yeah. and very few, sorry, well, realistically, yeah. mm-hmm. and then um, others that I'd say you know, steer clear of. Do you know what? I think there's a big difference in sourcing agent services because you, th- I know one sourcing agent that you guys work quite closely with is very, it feels like they're very dedicated to you and what it is you're looking for. Whereas you get the blanket sourcing agents have a massive database and they just send out deals to any old sort of Tom, Dick and Harry. And then you're kind of, it doesn't feel bespoke. It doesn't feel personalized, which is where a good sourcing agent comes in, right? Yeah, yeah, I know I agree with that. And why and you I, pay for... And that's, well, that's it yeah. was my next point. We pay for that service. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, to start off with, don't get me wrong, they did start sending through loads of stuff that was irrelevant. Yeah. Um, until that, we kept sending stuff back saying, we don't like this because, and we don't like that because. Yeah. So then they started being much more specific and clear as to what we're getting through. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's why, but it's still it's still not uh, it's not still not a foolproof service. Yeah. So actually thinking about it, we probably pay. Um, well, we sometimes pay less in a percentage to a large sourcing agent. Mm-hmm. Where a sourcing agent is bringing as large deals, um, as opposed to a small buy to let, where you might pay five grand yeah. for a deal which isn't necessarily below market value, yeah. and you're only buying for a hundred grand. Yeah. So it's it is you, know, you have to piece it all together and yeah. what's right for you. Yeah. Um, but realistically, I think. Most people can go on right with Zoopla and find a deal if they look hard enough and have a good strategy. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've been working with this agent now, Matt, for what, about eight, nine months? Probably not even that. And we haven't, we've got one deal which is processing through with him, but it's not confirmed there's going to be a, an actual sale yet. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be very picky and just don't take the first thing that comes along yeah, because so you think it's okay. It's like going to an auction, isn't it? It's very yeah. tempting just to go for the one lot that you're looking to bid on, exactly. but you've got to keep your options open. You know, yeah. The, it, yeah, you just don't jump at the first deal that comes along. Yeah. Wait until you've got the right one. Mm. And it's not, no, no deal is ever going to be perfect, mm. but you can get close enough to it. Mm. Okay, so other types of deals. So I've done... Well, have you guys bought from auction? No, you have, though. No, I've been to a few auctions. Oh, God, tell your auction story. It's golden. It's my fave. Was it before auction or after auction? It's it both. both. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. So, yeah, I bought a property before auction and after auction um, and, and didn't actually buy it in the room because I went to buy something else. I was there to try and find a, a house in Burnley, in fact, which was when we were sourcing properties. And um, I was up there and was there with another friend and uh, it wasn't that I was cheating on you, I'm afraid. Oh dear. Mm. Um, Heard it before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but we were um, we were looking for deals um, for for our business, um, and uh, these two properties in Burnley sold for way over what they were worth, with probably about 10, 20, 10, 20 grand needed to spend on them. So it was someone definitely overspent. Uh, I was a little bit disappointed, but then in the auction catalogue I saw that there was a property coming up in Warrington, and this particular deal. Um, I hadn't looked at it before. I hadn't seen that it was on the market. I wasn't looking necessarily in Warrington at the time, and uh, I thought, well, I'll stay. It's only three lots time. I'll um, I'll, I'll see what it sells for, out of interest. And uh, then when it went to the hammer, uh, it 
didn't sell. It was withdrawn because it didn't hit the reserve price. So at this point, I was thinking, well, they're probably going to do a deal with the person that got the highest bid, etc. Uh, and I just left going, OK, well, that was interesting. Then got into the lift. It walked behind me. This, I love uh, this. Sorry. This, this, this couple <laughs> followed me into the lift. And yeah, I do, I do what I do. I just was in a good mood that day. So yeah, I was You speaking. were pleasant. I was pleasant. Uh, yeah, so I was speaking to this couple. This I said, story oh, could you... go either way right exactly. now. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I said, I said, did you win anything at the auction? And they said, oh, no, we came here to sell something. and It didn't sell. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What was it? They said, oh, it's this three-bed, semi-detached property in Warrington. And I was like... Really? Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, so, yeah, I got the history of this property um, where um, she'd inherited it from an uncle, I believe. And and um, they'd had uh, lots of good, uh, well, a good tenant in there. And they'd done lots of work to it, redone the roof. Um, and then a few years went past and then uh, they had some new tenants. They were self-managing, so they got got the tenants in themselves. They liked them. It was a Chinese couple with a with a one child. And they kind of moved them in. Um, a few weeks later, went back to you know, check everything was okay, everything was fine, uh, and then they kind of left them to it. And then, you know, again, a quite a long period of time went past, and they got a phone call from the police saying, uh, "Oh, excuse me, madam, your house is being used as a cannabis farm." <laughs> so good. Um, and I'm sure there are plenty of other people who've experienced yeah, uh, this is know, a thing. things um, in properties. And yeah, this these couple, I don't. It must have been a front for some, you know, some drug gang, and they were growing cannabis uh, in this property. And Do you know how it came to light? How they discovered it? Uh, no, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, sometimes you can tell by um, electricity usage yeah. and things like that. And also in the winter, isn't it? The snow melts off of all the, the yes, roofs. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> <And> <laughs> it, it is semi-detached. You never know. The neighbours <laughs> might have got a little bit suspicious. You'd probably smell it, right? Well, you, well, you can't smell the plant, can you? I don't know. I mean, you can't not, smell the not my current occupation. Well, well you can. I'm, I'm sure you can. If it's en masse, I reckon you might be able to. Because they have a ventilation system as well. So I don't know. I'm, I'm Yeah, I'm just wondering, wondering yeah. Uh, well, well, I don't know exactly how they found out. But uh, yeah, the police had got wind of it. and <laughs> They were downwind of it. They were down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you. Thank well you very much. Done. I'm here the whole episode. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, hopefully it's over soon. <laughs> If you think we feel like that, how the hell did our listeners feel? <laughs> keep going, keep going. What happened? What happened? Well, I found out the, the property. I found out the story of the property. And I also knew that the guide price was 78 grand. Yeah. And I did the uh, the old kind of mental arithmetic going, well, guide price is normally within 10% of mm-hmm. what they're looking reserve, for with reserve. Yeah. So I just added 10% on and I said, well, I know it's a bit over 10%. I said, you know, would £87,000 do it? And they were like, yeah, that's probably about what they were looking for. I said, okay, well, I'll go and have a look at it. You know, I might buy it because Warrington's an area that I've got other properties. And I said, oh, that'd be nice. And they went off. And uh, a few days later, I arranged a viewing um, f- with the agent. And I got in, managed to negotiate a, a private viewing before the block viewings. Go you. Which was great. Not easy. No, I told them I was going on holiday. Lies. That's all right. Well, it worked. Yeah. It did. Uh, when I, when we were very, cause I told them the story about you know, being in the lift yeah. and they could see that I was very serious about it. <laughs> so I went around, took the builder and I said like, an estimate of what it would cost to do the works and the builder agreed. Uh, so I you know, went back to the auction house and yeah, got the, got the offer accepted. Nice. Although the vendor was on holiday in Wales at the time, so I had very little reception. So I put the offer in on the Friday morning. It was probably about five o'clock in the afternoon before uh, the agent managed to get a, a firm That must yes. have been the longest day of your life. Yeah, it took. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. 
Um, well, good to get the confirmation by the end of the day um, and then had to go into the office to sign the exchange papers because it was still under auction conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason it was before the next auction because that was the only reason I went back to look at it mm. um, because I found out that it was, uh, eight, you know, I could get it for 87 grand, um, but again, went away and didn't do anything about it until mm. I went on and just to the auctions website again mm-hmm. to see what's going on and they put it back into the auction for, for next month and that's when I <coughs> the agent and, and, and got moving on it so it was post and pre that's why post and mm, pre that's wow. in auction condition so it was bought with a bridge using an investor who was mm-hmm. a friend of my mum's mm-hmm. uh, in order to Secure. get it over the line and another couple of investors to do the works. So bridging and investors got that one, and it was so good. You still had to pay your, the auction fees and everything because of how you found it. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god, the state of it though! You should see pictures of this deal. It was hilarious. I mean, literally the holes in the wall. There was there mold was no everywhere. Toilet. No toilet. Was that the one with the live wire as well? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it gets, it gets better, guys. So it the gets f- better. Yeah, the first day of refurb, the electrician went in to um, hook up the electrics and to plug it into the uh, into the meter and uh, realised there was no meter. The meter had been chopped off and the uh, previous so occupants good. had left the wires hanging out. Of oh course they did. Um, and the wires were live. Oh, my God. And this is, a, this is where people were living. Yes. Oh, my so God. So they tapped into With the, their child. The With the toy? With the child. Well, we, one would presume that... No, the child was the, working in the cannabis factory. Yeah. They put that child to good use. Don't worry about that. <laughs> the child was probably in charge. Oh, God, the supervisor. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... The, we rang the utility company and the utility company came out within about half an hour wow. to fix it. Try to get them out quicker for anything else. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. Um, yeah, but then we had to uh, pay to have a new supply put in. Wow. Which was fun. Yeah. And also, an un, you know, unexpected cost, but, you know, contingency and all that, you kind of Correct. factor it in. Yeah, but when you guess when you get the property at a decent price, you can afford to pay a wee bit extra, can't you? I was going to say 87 grand. It's decent. You know, it's what was your revamp? Less than uh, 180. Nice. I believe. Decent, right? That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's all right. Yeah, wicked. So you just exited on a mortgage, did you? Correct. Yeah, yeah. HMO mortgage. Nice. Mm. Well done, you. Have you guys bought a repossession before? Um, no. No, I've been, been in the running for it, but never actually it's not fun. bought one. Because that, I mean, it wasn't through, you know, you can get repossession lists and all that stuff. Never done that um, because, I don't know, I just never went down that route. I happened to buy a repossession via the traditional method. Didn't know it was a repossession until I wandered in and saw all the sanctuary where it had been taped down and whatever, and they drained the system. But it's so hard because you don't know anything about the property. There's no history. And you also have to be the first one to exchange. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then leave it on the market. Yep. Yeah. Really hard. And it had been on the market for so long because people had just dropped out of it so many times. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting it below the mortgageable thresholds. It was a cash purchase with a view to doing the works and then refinancing later. So, um, but totally worked all day long. Um, yeah, really good deal. But just, yeah, really hard. And also early on, so feeling very nervous about it the whole time because I yeah, found it the traditional route, but mm-hmm. what I'd found freaked me out because I'd put in about 13 offers that day. This was the only one that got accepted. And I was like, do I, don't I? Because couldn't have been more wrong with it. So actually for an early purchase, it felt like a big risk, but totally paid off. It was nice. wicked. Yeah, I had the same tenant there ever since they moved in. Well, so. we, I didn't buy one um, through repo, but we did prevent someone from being repossessed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we, we were started advertising. Um, again, another way of finding deals. We started uh, flyering yep. uh, in Burnley. Yeah. Um, and one of the contacts we got from that was uh, a lady who was facing repossession. Right. And unfortunately, the deal wasn't something that worked for us, but we knew someone that it did work for. 
Um, so we were able to pass it on um, and prevented her from losing her house. Oh, so you actually sourced it on? Yeah. Wicked. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's pretty good. That was uh, basically a very short-term lease option. Very short-term lease yeah. option, nice. yeah. So yeah, it worked quite were. nicely and she ended up not losing or getting repossessed. Do you know, another way, a great way of finding property is through your letting agent, right? I mean, oh yeah, you can't you can't rule out the letting agent completely because they've got so many landlords, especially at the moment, where so many people are looking to sell off because of all the taxation changes yeah. and you know just getting out of the market because it's just getting a bit too pro for them. I think getting rid of the old school landlords. I mean, so my letting agent is continuously ringing me and offering me different bits and pieces that are either appropriate, some of them not. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's 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 a definitely a solid way. So if you've got a good relationship with your letting agent, nurture it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we also bought a property through networking. Oh, we yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, so I networked with well, in quite a few different locations and places mm. and groups over the last four years. And this is from one from about three and a half years ago now. And uh, yeah, this this couple I knew there, yeah, we were very uh, you know, good friends, uh, but I hadn't heard from them for probably about a year. Mm. And all out, out of the blue, got a text message from them saying, oh, we're looking to sell a property or our son's selling a property um, in, in Burnley. And we know it's an area that you buy. Mm. <coughs> So um, would you be interested in it? My voice is going to go. Have a sip of wine, Matt. Have some more wine. That'll that'll clear your throat. Have some wine. There we go. There we go. Hey. Okay. And uh, yeah, so uh, they said, would you be interested? And they told me what they wanted. We looked at it and we thought, yeah, okay. So we we offered exactly what they wanted. um, And then we got actually got a loan from the council to do all the work. Brilliant. We did, yeah. Um, which was interest-free loan for interest-free loan for ten years. I love interest-free loans from the council for ten years. That's mm-hmm. like their staple duration as Do you well. Know the, the number of people we've spoken to and said, "Oh, they're not available anymore." Well, ring around then, you fools. Exactly, find the ones that are. Do you know what? That's another way to find property. Ring around the council that's offering loans and go in that area. And councils will also. Some of them will actually put. Uh, like the empty homes list side, mm-hmm. they will send them around yeah. to their mail list. Oh, do you get, um, are you on an empty homes? I am, I'm on several. Yeah, same. I get like, yeah, quite a few emails. Some of them, they're not areas that I'm focusing on right now, but you never know what's going to come no, up. Totally. So always keep an eye on them. Always get the solicitor's details, possibly the vendor's details so that yeah. you can, yeah. No, it's wicked. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I think that's quite a few different ways of finding property yeah and what we've done no right or wrong is there really no not at all no and it sort of happens organically i've said that twice on this podcast sorry listeners organic organic pipe pipe patch patch get off my patch get off my patch so i think we should probably wrap it up there guys sounds about right you were always the party paper yeah i know so that'd be goodbye from me that's certainly goodbye from me so it'd have to be a goodbye from me too then Bye. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Podcast at outlook.com. See, see you on the next, next episode. episode.